Welcome along to the semi-pros. Great to have your company again on another big show this week. Plenty happening in sport. We continue our focus on the DD BBL. We are just days away, or just over a week or so away from the big player draft. We'll find out who's going where. Our ITP Haynes Wilson guest this week is none other than Justin Anderson. He is the coach of the Ada Care Aztec, so that should be interesting. Troy's old team. He was the captain of them last year, so I'm sure that'll be quite interesting with uh, with Ando. We'll head out to the Southern Hotel. Shane Mogg's going to join us. We'll have a look at the Southern Hotel shot clock. We're going to talk a bit about Cameron Smith, the situation there at the moment. Will he play on? Won't he play on? How does that affect their roster? A couple of fair hookers that are sort of waiting in the wings in Melbourne. So some big decisions to be made by the Storm. We'll put that under the microscope in the Southern Hotel shot clock. And as always, we will have a look at what our rocks and diamonds are, thanks to Hogan's Family Jewelers. And we'll also hopefully... Hopefully, try and find you a winner or two on the punt across the weekend. That's all coming up on the Semi Pro. Stay tuned. We're up next. Just, just about doing, mate. Uh, surely. There you go. That's outstanding. That much talent running around in our own backyard. Ladies and gentlemen, the Semi Pros. The Semi Pros. Big show this week on the semi pros. He was missing last week. Troy Gursky, you're back. How are yeah. you? Yeah, mate. Had a had a few days off last last week. Popped up to the um, up to the coast for a few nights. Anything happen? Hook hook myself a bride, mate. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's done. How'd it all go? Done. How, how did it all go? Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's quite a romantic type of fella. Yeah. Got down on bended knee and yeah. in a nice romantic spot and, yeah, it's all done. No hesitation from the bride? Oh, no, thank God. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> thank God. A few nervous, few nervous moments beforehand, but, no, all good. It's a good yeah. few days. So, um, yeah, so of- you've, you've done some amazing things in your sporting career, captain your country at World Cups, got out for big, you know, must win overs, etc. Do you feel more pressure doing this or sport? I was actually pretty good until about five minutes out, I reckon. And I reckon I was more nervous. I was more nervous than I was going into to batting that 09 World Cup final, I reckon. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, no, it's all good, mate. We're all uh, ready to move on to the next chapter. I'm oh, getting a lot exciting. of exciting. Um, so uh, yeah, tomorrow's She's already done a fair bit of um, searching into venues and all that type of stuff, mate. So, yeah, interesting. <laughs> yeah, so he's not on yet, but he'll be on soon. But a lot of people have talked about the pressure that it's now put on Steve Glover, or other panellists. Joel Stowers away today, actually, but Steve Glover will be joining us any moment. But, but a lot of people are now talking about the pressure that it's placed on him. Mate, the big G train has got all the pressure on him, hasn't he? Um, and mind you, he has got big shoulders, the big fella. So uh, He I'm does. Sure he can, yeah, he'll be right, mate. He'll be right. So uh, He does. Yeah. He does. And I was talking to uh, the commissioner of the DDBBL, in, uh, Mr. Kent Remus. Obviously, he's chimed in with a comment here too to say that you're glowing. Oh, thanks, so I don't know Kent. what that's about in Gee, relation buddy. to. But anyway, yeah, I'm always glowing. glowing but, yeah. but he's also talking about we might have to do a draft for the tables or the wedding. That could be a possibility too. 
yeah. Draft, there could be a few axings. Um, we'll see how a few new boys behave over the next few months. So, see, um, see who gets the number one oh, seat. It'll be still no, after, after, won't it, mate? To get yeah, a wedding in the decade, I think he was calling it, or century, oh, something like probably, that. Probably, you know? Oh, that's so, but actually, and our next guest joining us shortly. But the other question he asked me is that you haven't nominated yet. I've seen the nominations and you haven't nominated oh, yet for the DDP. Yeah, I better do yeah. that. I better do that. I might try and do that tonight or tomorrow. When's it shut? Saturday. Um, I was talking the other day. If he's online, Remo put up when it is in him. I'm sure it's next week because the draft's on the 14th. Right, so nominations, it, nominations shut next week, do they? He'll put it up here in a second. You watch. You'll see it up here any moment now. If he's still online watching with us, but yeah, so fourteenth is uh, is when the big draft is on. So nominations yeah. do close next week. So there's a few so speakers next, out there. And- next Friday draft night. Fourteenth, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So what? It's so it's out at the at the um, race course. Is there it's any restrictions? The Sorry. Is there any restrictions involved? What, do we know the processes? Um, so I suppose it'd be within the square meterage that is required, etc., to, to follow on. So NOM's closed this Friday night. So So you've got 24 hours. So this Friday night, so the final draft, the full list will be there. So be able to see who all the players are that have nominated for the draft. And we're waiting to see if your name does appear. Mm, okay. Yeah. I'll better have a look at that tomorrow, I suppose, eh? Or tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so norms closed this Friday night, so that's a really important fact that I needed to get out there. So, have you got yours in yet, James? Sorry, have you got yours in yet? Why would I be in there? Oh, you bowl some little left arm little tweakers or something, wouldn't you? You know, left arm. They're probably better than the right arms, actually. So, <laughs> I but, uh, Steve, I wonder if Steve's putting his name in. He was talking yeah, about. Yeah, I it. sort of probed him on it last week, but I didn't get mm. a yes or a definitive yes or no answer from him. So that'll be interesting, okay. but. Ken Rimmer said they're going to have 200 people, so first in, first serve. So that's oh, also yeah, really, really important for those that want yeah. to come along to it. Now, I did get sidetracked slightly, but um, congratulations on the engagement. I said it was quite exciting. We put up a post earlier in the week, so there was a few uh, mystery people tagged in it as your partner, though, which was a little bit concerning, obviously. So some mistakes <laughs> were made there, but uh, caused here a little bit is. of a furore. Here, but here he is, old big shoulders. Here he is, so he's in. But, yeah, but congratulations, Troy. Thanks, a, mate. A worthy milestone to celebrate. It Long is, time it coming. <laughs> coming Here from you. <laughs> yeah. Hilarious. He's... Hey. There you go, Steve. Mm, good, mate. Good. Just keeping the economy rolling on. Doing oh, a that's bit. good of you. Yeah. So, yeah, it's Kent Rams. So we haven't seen your nomination yet for the DDP. Yeah. Um, when are they close? Tomorrow. So we if you can fill it out tomorrow. We thought it was next week. Plenty of time. Yeah, so I feel it. So we look forward to seeing a couple of uh, couple of names on there for uh, for that. Righto, boys, let's get into the Is the Mrs. Letting nominate or? What's that, mate? Is the Mrs. Letting you nominate or what? My man, mate. Do what I like. <laughs> Most of the time. <laughs> Good one. Yeah, Good yeah one. I'll be nominating. Yep. <sighs> look forward to it. So... We, who knows? You might end up in your old team. We'll find that out shortly, though. But yeah, there's a huge show coming up. So thanks to all our sponsors and supporters of the program. Of course, the supporters each week. Of course, Haynes Wilson, ITP Toowoomba. They they present our special guest each week. So of course, our special guest, as I said, that will be coming up after the break will be uh, will be Justin Anderson. So I mean, you guys know very very well. So it could be an interesting chat there as well. 
they said for the Southern Hotel, we've got the shot clock coming up a little bit later. We'll put the microscope on the Cameron Smith situation at Melbourne. Ken, and anyone's thoughts there with will he play, won't he play? How's that affecting the storm in terms of their moving forward? A couple of pretty handy um, players in the background. They're keen to get a hooking role, so we'll see what occurs with that. And, of course, thanks to Hogan's Family Jewelers, we'll look at our rocks and diamonds. But as always, we kick things off with um, the uh, semi-pro soapbox presented to you by Black and White Cabs to Woomba. The soapbox, Bub's first week in this you missed last week. Bub's Banda, what's on your mind? On my mind is um, well, we are coming into a bit of cricket season coming up soon. There's a bit of test crickets back at the moment and yep. there's a bit of one-day cricket happening. And if there's – the thing I like the most is Australia beating the Poms. But if it's not us beating it, I love seeing the Irish beat them. They've uh, they've they've come out in one day during the week, and the and the Poms have posted three hundred and three thirty, or I think it was yeah three twenty eight. Um, and the Irish have come out uh, under opener Paul Sterling. Uh, Sterling's about he's about thirty five mid thirties. Um, played yeah. a bit of um, uh, bit of county cricket over there. Good good bat. He's come out and flogged one hundred and forty two off one hundred and twenty eight balls. And they've got home with a ball to spare. Um, and if there's anyone the Irish love beating, it is the Poms. And it was a it was a real Irish day. Owen Morgan, the the English captain, who's actually Irish, he got a hundred <laughs> as well in in the first innings. And then the and then the Irish had come out. Another bloke got hundred as well. Was it? Um, yeah, Bale Burney. Yeah, he got a, he got a hundred as well. And they chased him down. I love, I love seeing the Irish beat. And they beat them a few times now. They beat them in a World Cup game. Um, Kevin O'Brien came out near the 100 or 50 to yep. beat them. And um, they beat him in a test match a year or two ago. And now they've come out and beat them in one day again. They love it, the Poms. I mean, the, the Irish, there would be Guinness flowing everywhere. So, <laughs> yeah, it's good to see. It's just good for world cricket when you're getting these, like the Irish yeah. and, and these teams that are competing with the, you know, the top, top 10. Cricket countries around the world. Um, yeah, it's just good to see. It's good for the game. Up the Irish. Gloves got his shirt on for him tonight. Got he's got his Irish yeah, shirt. Yeah, luck on. of the Irish. Yep. Green machine. Paragon <laughs> leprechauns. <laughs> uh, he's in the green for him is money. So yeah, yeah, yeah. hundreds. So yeah. right, eh, Stephen. Green. Gloves catch. What's on your mind this, this week? week? Oh, I thought it was interesting. The uh, the coaching merry-go-round that's on and Todd Payton over. <laughs> Basically, it was all signed, sealed, delivered if, if he wanted the job. But um, basically pulled the – well, withdrew from the race there. Well, what he went on there, that whatever happened on NRL 360 earlier on, he sort of all but said he was doing it, but then jumped on and said, no, 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 I'm not, and, and pulled it out there. But it was interesting, and I think it's probably a good move from like a rookie coach taking on a, a, a nutcase club like that. Um, and you see, like Dean Pay, he's just got the axe. He's on hiding to nothing. More than likely, yeah. going to go and struggle for three years, and that—that's his career. Well, basically, could be career over for Todd Payton in terms of of being a head coach, or whether he bides his time as an assistant, looks for a better opportunity coming coming through there. And uh, I just thought it was an interesting, oh, I suppose, yeah, an interesting way that he, that that he's pulled himself from the running. Um, of a job that he was going to get to do to do that, whether that was the reasoning behind it, and not to be involved with a club where he's probably going to win maybe what they might win thirty percent of the games for the next three years, come in with a tough record, and he gets tarred with that brush sort of thing, and makes it hard for him in moving forward. So, 
he might be uh, looking for bigger and better things. With all reports, though, he's a pretty handy coach. So, um, Cowboys. To knock it back. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he, he did say he's pushing hard for that one. So, mm. uh, in it, it's, yeah. It's wild, so yeah, but no, it's a good, it's a good point. There's, there's probably a, yeah, I'll talk about it a bit later. But mine, I'll stick my head up here for the chance to get knocked off as a hypocrite. My say this week is um, applause to Darius Boyd. Now, first to admit, I was head of the queue, um, saying he had to go. How's he in the team? Why do they keep picking him? And form justifiably so. And then they put him at fullback last week. He came out and he had a blinder. So. And I'm not just saying. Oh, yeah. Sharks reserve grade team. Yeah, but he, but he, he, he played, he played outstanding in a losing. It is, it is his best position. So, so, but what my point is, if you let me finish, what my point is is that the amount of pressure. I, I thought about thinking about it from his point of view. So he's a fullback. He's he's been a representative fullback. He's played for his state. He's played for his country at fullback. All of a sudden, he's told, "We don't want you to play fullback at the club." He's copped it. So we want you play in the centres. He's copped it and he's just gone to play there. They stripped him of the captaincy. Every week they front him up to the media. He's not the captain. For some reason, he's the one that's out there dealing, you know, with all of this stuff. And you haven't heard him whinge once and I thought then all of a sudden out of necessity because another four blokes fell over or whatever else happened, he's decided, oh, we'll throw him back at fullback. I just I just think um, you've got to give credit to the bloke for, you know, most others would just to turn it up or get rid of it. and But... You've got to say his way he performed last week, and now all of a sudden Seabolt say, "Oh, he'll play fullback for the rest of the year." So, I get your point, Steve. They played a reserve grade mob. No, I don't dispute that. I agree with you hundred percent. But I mean, I just think for the narrative with what has been Darius Boyd's season and his last season of his career, what he's done with that club, and as I said, I'm probably a hypocrite like most people by saying, you know, I was the first one saying he had to go. But gee, you saw a difference in how they played with him at fullback as opposed to him at left centre or wherever he was. I, I don't think anyone's disputed what he can do in attack from fullback. He, he, he's, he, hits, he hits that back line well, and he's got that pass. He's, he's always had that pass for the, the centre and the winger because um, when the team's going well, but it's on the back foot in his defence where he's had his issues as fullback. But, you know, we, we probably wouldn't be talking so much about him. They, they should have won that game last week. 100%. Um, but they're just a team that doesn't know how to win at the moment. It's a mm. clear, clear team that doesn't know how to win, um, don't know how to put games away because of the pressure they've been under. Under so, um, yeah, well, he had a good game like last week, um, but it's more so, yeah, his defence is where he's going to have to show it. I think. Mm, well, we'll see how it goes for the rest of the season. But anyway, as I said, he's. I, I just thought again, as I said, from that point of view, there's there's a little bit of. Um, hey, just quickly. Yeah. Have you seen a bloke no. cop so much as he has in the last year in football? That's what I mean. Like all for all of all his cop, it's almost been he's almost been the. If Seabold wasn't there, if it's not Seabold's fault, it's Darius's fault. So he's he's sort of copped it on. As I said, like he's not even the captain yet. Who do you see? They seem to front the microphone up to after every game, and he's stood there and copped it, apologized or whatever they've had to do. You know what I mean? Like he, he basically could say, "Well, I'm not the captain. It's not my problem." Go yeah. talk to the skipper. Why are you asking me? So, Carrigan. So, yeah. So, I mean, I think he's – I don't even – who is the captain? Crofty. Croft and Carrigan joint, aren't they? Or Well, that's sort of it. See, I don't even know who the captain was. So, Two blokes that have played 30 games between them. Yeah. So, yeah. no, anyway, as I said, credit where credit's due. I think um, Darius deserves a few uh, bouquets instead of getting 
knives thrown at him this week. So anyway, we'll see how he performs this week. So that's a look at our uh, soapbox on the semi-pros. We're going to take a break. Coming up next, our ITP to Wumba Haynes-Wilson. Special guest, Justin Anderson, will be with us. Hey guys, Cohen and Liam here from Haynes Wilson and today we're sitting with Steve from Paragon Homes and checking out the new display home at the Lees. Thanks for having us, mate. No, mate, thanks for popping by. Mate, I'm a big fan of Paragon. I love the stuff that you guys do. It's really unique and sort of like I find like our clients, they, they get it designed to their specific needs. Every build's different. I'm, I'm loving it. Yeah, mate, exactly right. And really, we wanted to give more to our clients and the process that I used when I built a house and land packages went through designed a brief around what we're trying to create within the home, the feel, uh, how it needed to function, the purpose of the home, to bring together a, a home that w- which really tries to target what you're trying to get at the end of the day and yep. create a home that, that's more than just a couple of lines that slapped on a plan, uh, thrown on a block. Like There's so much you can do when you build a home and, and making sure you get that better result out of out of building a home at the end of the day. When you get the keys, you get that elation, you walk in the door, it's somewhere you just love to be. Yeah, and it's just yours. It's totally different. Mate, love it. You're doing a good job, man. Really. Yeah, love it, very fast. Love it, mate. Yeah. Well, there we go, Stephen. Well, mate, how'd you go with the book? Well, mate, yes. I've seen everything now. <laughs> I've seen everything. Take me now. Oh, god. How'd you go? How'd you go with the big fellas? Did you give them a good look around, mate. We were in and out. I'll tell you what, it was. Oh, I won't use that analogy, but it was, it was very fast and uh. Very enjoyable and uh, good guys. I tell you what, they got a bit of a following, a bit of a cult following on the social media. Hayden Wilson, boys, Liam and Cohen. So yeah, good lads, good lads. They put me my old grey little um, grey patchy thing was put to shame. A bit like the old grey ghost that just got pop up here. <laughs> he is our Haynes Wilson guest, Steve. I'll let you 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 can introduce him. The Silver Fox. Sort of you, the. Uh, the Aztecs captain, did I hear on an interview? I've oh, been everything so far, mate. Owner, captain, buddy, fastest bowler, everything so far. No, no, but here we do have Justin Anderson, the, the coach of the the Aztecs and uh, I suppose Toowoomba, Toowoomba cricket uh, stalwart legend. One of those guys that are bridging the years and come back and making an appearance in the the DDBBL as a coach and mate, you're back for your second year. Um, what'd you pick up? What'd you learn? What's going to happen different from last year? Apart from you, you probably made the uh, the, the really smart move of actually captain. <laughs> mate, to be honest, uh, well, first of all, congratulations, Bubsy, on your engagement, big fellow. Uh, great to hear. You, Thanks, uh, buddy. Look. Look, look 10 years younger. You really do. Next. She's, she's so, bringing out so the you, you, so you, just you, you look oh, 10 years younger too, Rando, with that rinse through your hair at the front there. I, I just had a little bit of a bleach done the other day. Yeah. Is it? Grey bleach. No. <laughs> it looks like it. Nah. That's what happens when she gets long, mate. I've got to need a bit of a cut. Yeah, you don't have that problem. <laughs> so give the missus a big hug for us, mate. Well done. I will. Thanks, buddy. Well done. Thanks, yeah, no. th- thanks, Mark. Thanks for axing me. Yep. <laughs> Mate, you might have done it. Maisie, honestly, Maisie didn't uh, – he didn't put his nom down until very last minute last uh, last year, so I think you were doing the same, eh? You put your nom down last minute. We've got second pick of the night. Uh, it's looking oh, good. Really- <laughs> <laughs> he's a 400-pointer. He's, a he's good value, isn't he? 
400 don't, points. I don't know if you want like a 400 point washed up old person. I saw the Maybe. way you batted. I saw the way you batted in the Bulls Masters game against the Australian country team last year, mate, and it was just Troy of old. What'd you score? 45 off about 20 hits? Oh, I don't know, mate. Got lucky. It was pretty outstanding. I liked it. Nicked a few. Nicked a few through slips. Off the uh, middle, I thought. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ando, what's your thoughts this time around with the Aztecs? New captain? I'll tell you what, your owner, Dan Borough, I reckon he threw a cat amongst the pigeons when he uh, picked the Lockie Valley's prodigal son. Yeah, when that happened, as the captains were getting picked, uh, he looked at us and we had a little sneaky nod of it's now time to upset the apple cart. So it uh, it's good. We've had a couple of meetings with Alex and uh, he's a really good guy um, and, and he's his head's in the right spot. Uh, he can't talk to you guys tonight because he's training. He's... Uh, He's doing something different from every other captain, I think, at the moment. He's actually having a crack. He's just started training with Laidley. So, nah, he's he will be good. So we're looking forward to it. Mate, and with um with Welshie coming in, um, I guess you'll be looking at getting a bit of a connection with the players down the range. So in that Gatton Laidley area plus into the Ipswich area, Welshie's got a wealth of knowledge of those guys. Exactly right, Bubsy. He has. Um, he's already put down eight or nine players uh, that he's really keen to have around. Obviously, we're going to have to try and uh, blend them in with who we think up here. Um, but he's he's definitely got half a dozen key players that he's really keen. And it's I think it's a key point with our competition that uh, you go into this with players that you just know their background and you know you know the way they play the game. Um, it's 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 nice to have that uh, that little uh, that bloke left of field that we just don't know about yet, and uh, he, he might come up on the uh, uh, admin or the actual um, the list here for nominations, saying how good they are, and they're the ones or two two guys there that you you may take as a risk, but I don't want to do that too much this year. We want to have a bit of an idea of the background of every single one of our boys if we can. What did you pick up from last year, mate? You went for a pretty elderly roster. Yeah, <laughs> most definitely. Be, well, uh... well, my way of thinking, and it was I thoroughly enjoyed it, mate, and that's why we're doing it all again. Mm-hmm. I love being back involved with uh, with Troy and Maisie. Um, yeah, those boys have played a massive amount of cricket as well as I have just a little bit before uh, them. We sort of crossed over a little bit at the end of my time. I had an eye injury in 99 which caused me to stop my career a little bit short but i've tried to make a bit of a comeback at time when you have the likes of joey marsh and tony morris trying to make you make a comeback and and try and help out the a-grade boys but uh that was uh that side of it but uh mate to be involved with those guys that have really put tournament cricket on the map and that's that was our push last year to try and reward all the guys that had had done their utmost to to bring Twomba Cricket to the to the forefront of where it is now. And and we will probably pick a fair few younger guys this year. We're hoping to, but, mate, we had a meeting last night and looking at our list, our average age is still up there just a little bit. So we might have to cull a few more, yeah? <laughs> mate, and to be honest, like, all teams were around the mark last year, weren't they? Like, all games went down, most games went down to the wire and coming down to the last round, all the teams were were there to be in the to, to make the finals um with a bit of luck it'll you know it, it was a 
it was Kent's dream last year, wasn't it? It just come out the right way where all the teams were competitive. Um, looking through the draft nominees, um, can you see it being a similar similar go this year? Pretty close competition. Yeah, I think so, mate. I mean, our, our us missing out on the finals last year have come down to pretty much probably a couple of sneaky drop catches. Um, and we we probably didn't turn over the strike in maybe one of the games uh, as well as we should have done. That was about it, really. The games, even though we did that, the games were only still within a couple of runs. So I can see it being close again, definitely. But I, I can see the boys that have come back from last year from other regions. Uh, hopefully, you know, they're a year wiser with the way the pitches have played, but they're still, you know, they're still going to be uh, that little bit of uncertainty come the start of the, the season. You know, we're we're early. Um, you know, we know what our pitches are like here. They can be a little bit low and slow, so. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see. Mm. So, mate, we've asked this to all of the teams or so that we've had involved. Now, as you said, you guys are quite high up when it comes to your selection in the in the player draft. Who do you think will be the most sought-after players out there? Have you got an idea who you think may disappear one? Or, you know, what, what's sort of your handful of players that you think that um, – when we get our chance, this is who we're chasing. Or who do you think will be the most sought after in that first round? Yeah, we like I said, we had a meeting last night and we tried to we we think we've come down to premeditating everyone's first two picks. Uh and that's again, I could be wrong, but we reckon we've got everyone's first two picks and we've got first pick of the second round. So our first four picks and the way we are in the roster, we, we reckon we're sitting pretty good for getting, hopefully, the four that we want first up. Um, without giving much away, I mean, you can't turn your back on Harry Wood. He's just sensational. Um, young McGiffin, you know, he, he's just missed out on the Heat squad last year or this mm. year. Um, um, I think um, uh, Lenny, Lenny may not have wanted him there by the sounds of it. So uh, he's a quality player. So how can you turn your back on either one of those two? Mm. Do you think? Do you think the Raptors boys will take Harry? I've got, I've got him. I've got him at a dollar and one to go to the Raptors. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you could get any lower. If you could, yeah. you would. Yeah, I'm. I'm the same, mate. Um, yeah, they might. They might do a whole backflip on us too, and young Zachy Beveridge might have his say, and 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 Collar, Collar McGiffin too. Who knows? Maybe game in not to pick Harry at one, I would have thought. Yeah, exactly right. Because I reckon the team number two would be getting him. <laughs> <laughs> Most definitely. We've looked at that option as well. Yeah. <laughs> Can you turn your back on a, a Harry Wood there last year? He was definitely spoken about, but mm. that's what we're all about. And in the Aztecs, mm. we it's all a bit of give and take. So I think we made the right decision mm. last year as well. Are you surprised that he um, that he didn't get a contract this year, mate, with the Bulls? I am a little bit because I just yeah. thought he had an outstanding year last year. I'm really surprised. I mean, he's, his brother Jack's an outstanding spinner and and can hit. But uh, what Jack, uh, what Harry's done over the last couple of years, it's not just last year. He has been really solid in Premier Grade for three or four years now. So he's yeah, I'm really surprised. And the other bloke you spoke about, McGiffin. Um, what, what, what's what's his background? So he's Wes. Uh, 
We know he's. Uh, we've had a look at a few of his stats on uh, on my cricket, um, but uh, he's. We've he, we've we see him as a batting all rounder. Uh, he can he can send them down. Probably not quite as sharp as uh, Harry, but he's up there. Um, and just I reckon he can he can play well. He can, he's playing sort of six and seven, batting six and seven in Brisbane, which means yeah, in the DDBBL up here, that's a three or four at least. So he, they reckon he's really handy. So his stats are pretty good. Hmm. The big question a lot asked last year was around that availability, wasn't it? And who exactly. was available yeah. when? And a few teams got caught out by that. So what is the situation with that this year? And do, and do you think, um, yeah, you guys were pretty comfortable in that area, but some teams were really battling with numbers like that. So that's got to have an impact this year. And, and do we know the situation with, with Brizzy Cricket, where it'll sit and, and um, availability? Yeah, so we believe that why it's looking at the moment um, – our double header, which is in in week three, so the round uh, round four and five for us, I believe, is um, is the quarterfinals in Brisbane, and then their semifinals are our grand final. Um, oh, sorry, their semis. I think it's around our semis. So mm. there is a bit of a crossover come those last couple of critical games. So it's it's pretty critical that you don't um, delve too much in. In what those Brisbane guys are going to impact on our team, it's we you need to be um, pretty solid across the board. That's for sure. Hmm. Wait, tactically wise, you mentioned just a bit earlier about last year you got stuck there where you you didn't rotate strike over, turn it over, and keep keep the scoreboard ticking. Is that more of a, a, a tactic as opposed to going and find the the big hitters, the ones that blast them out of the park, might come off every now and then? But to get that more consistency, of sort of bread and butter cricketers that are able to do that. Yeah, definitely, mate. I, it's a big part of, as we know, statistically in in your T Twenty stuff, you just don't want to be facing dot balls. So we want, mm. we'll be emphasising pretty hard on, on guys to turn the strike over. So you know, it, if if we can uh, stop ourselves from facing too many dot balls, that's the the whole key to it. So and and I mean, if you can get a a big hitter at one end, mate, and he tees off, and you've got some bloke to, to roll the strike around him. Um, yeah, you're in for a big score. So, yeah, definitely. Mm. And with what you guys did last year, how much was there a drive to make that finals? You know, everyone's competitive, obviously, and you guys are said missed out by the barest of. Um, how much of a focus is this year is wanting to be able to to to, to go all the way? Yeah, no, we're we're. We're really focused on that, even though we just missed out. Yeah, it, it's it's all about pushing the AD Care brand for Dan uh, and and the mm-hmm. business too. Um, you know, they're, they're the ones coughing up the money for it, so we want to promote their business as much as possible. So, uh, if, you know, if we'll do whatever we can um, to uh, to do our best to to make those finals. That's for sure. Hey mate, out of the um, out of squad you had last year. Going through that nomination list, is there uh, any of the boys that aren't backing up um, that you had last year? Yeah, mate, this is a – at the moment, mate, we've got two players that played in our squad last year that have nominated. Two out of the 15 – oh, 14, sorry. Jeez, they must have loved it, eh? <laughs> <laughs> I think it was the mental coach that's turned them off. Yeah, did we've, he get a start again? Uh, we've broken them. So, so who's who's in there? Who, who's yeah? So Benny O and young young Braden. 
um, yeah, they're the two that have nominated, Braden from Diggers and uh, Benny O from the Gold Coast. So, um, yeah, Benny O was one of the top, top-tier top batsmen, top-tier scorers last year. So uh, we'd definitely like to have him back. That'd be nice. Uh, he's a good bat, that bloke. It's an f- interesting stat. Two play, two players from last Isn't year. Isn't it? Uh, so oh, Troy will make late, it three by tonight. You might get a late flurry tomorrow. You might have ten nominate tomorrow. Who knows? Yeah. That's so we're holding holding off on the last minute to to see all the noms, and and then we'll have another meeting next week to to, to put together a bit of a final couple of options. And and um, how many nominations? Hope- how many nominations is there at the moment, mate? Oh, I think there's around 140, mate. Yeah. What was there last yeah. year? 160, 150? 168 or something, nearly 170, I think it was. Okay. Yeah. Mm. How, so, how did you yeah. compare sort of the uh, the talent pool? From last year? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely good to see a couple of the country, Queensland country rep boys nominating, but you got young, young Carol, who I spoke to quite a few weeks ago. He's out with rugby. You know, who knows? He could be playing for the uh, the Rebels or something down the track. He's just such a talented young sportsman. Um, uh, Guesty, young Guesty that was in our team last year, he's overseas somewhere, I think, or he's out of the uh, – I don't know. He, he was. I heard he's out of the country a while ago. So, uh, But he's had a kid. Um, Simon Blood, don't know where he is. I think he's down the coast of Brisbane somewhere. Most of the boys, I think, are just – are just busy. Uh, it's it's a shame they haven't re-nominated, really. So, um, yeah, and I, I think the Lightning boys said they had half a dozen missing or haven't nominated from last year. So the, the numbers are up there. Mm. Ken Ream has just made through 155 noms at the moment. And I think one of the interesting oh, you ones go. you talked about, you talked about before how many from your squad from last year that haven't re-nominated. So that means the inaugural number one pick, Brian May, is yet to nominate. Is he going to or That's what? Correct. What's the word? I did have a word with him at his workplace a couple of weeks ago, and um, he's he's fighting a couple of little niggling injuries. He says so. Uh, I did put the hard word on him to to make sure he puts his name down. So yeah, mm, and I, he, he, him, so. I was talking to him, and I was thinking he was erring on the side of not playing. Mm. Yeah, that's the feeling I got too, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. But hey, mate, he's uh, shortly. We might ask him. We'll put the pressure on his employers, see if what they say. Yeah. They might yeah. be able to tell her. He's, he's, he's done his run. service to Toowoomba Cricket, the big fella. He really has. He can he can leave the game knowing he can't do any more in this local area, really, with Toowoomba Cricket. He's, he's been a fantastic stalwart for our local cricket comp. Mate, on a, on a personal note outside the DDBBL, your coaching career sort of headed down the path of the ladies' cricket down the Ipswich uh, Hornets, and now, mate, we've seen a few of those girls that have come through. Sort of, you took them down as really young teenage girls, put them into that environment. Now, there's a couple of kicking on into the Queensland fire, so um, they've basically made it to that elite level um, within the domestic competition. Yeah, like that's got to be a bit of a feather in the cap, or having it back to yourself for for what they have to like that. Yeah, definitely, mate. It's a real joy to see uh, the girls making that level. Um, I spent four years down there. Um, the girls obviously started off uh, in their group down at uh, second grade. Um, they've been a couple of years playing second grade and worked their way into um, a first grade comp. Um, mate, they've scored some good runs, um, had some fantastic afternoons with the ball. There's a couple of girls, young 
Georgia Vol um, mm. and young Ellie Johnson. Um, so they're fantastic country girls. Uh, Georgia's living down in Brisbane with her parents at the moment, and uh, Ellie's still tracking from Withcott down. Um, I've rung them both since they've um, uh, been given the heads up on their uh, contract and, and can yeah, thoroughly congratulate them. So it's it's been fantastic to to see those girls take that big step. And um, I hate the, the world's their oyster now. Um, they're young girls. They should. Uh, Nothing should scare them at all. Um, they've got the talent to be in that first-class arena in Australia, and, and let's let's hope there's a couple more. Mm, you know, it's pretty it's a pretty exciting time with 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 a number of those those girls coming through. As you said, we look forward to watching that uh, that pathway as they as they continue, and obviously the the mark that you've left on the, on their careers and giving them that opportunity is, is is I suppose what what we love to see from uh, from a local sporting point of view. Great to see you involved with the Aztecs now as well. You've got a big job coming up, so the draft next week. So for those who were saying again, so Kent Rem was telling us before, so um, they can only have 200. So with the restrictions, they can only have 200 in the venue there next Friday night. So make sure you, um, as you said, first in best dress when it comes to those numbers. Otherwise, you'll be able to watch it via the live stream, of course, so plenty of ways to tune into it. Um, and for players that are interested, draft, Close nominations, Troy, Steve, close Friday. So tonight, Thursday night, you'll be on there to fill out your uh, nominations. There are a few important dates coming up. But, uh, but Andy, I really appreciate you joining us on the show. All the best with the Aztecs in uh, the upcoming DDBBL. Thanks, boys. Thank you very much for your time. That's Justin Anderson joining us from the Ada Care Aztecs. We'll take a break. After the break, we're heading out to the Southern Hotel. At the Southern Hotel, our Sunday steak special has been so popular, we want to offer it on Saturday too. 180 gram rump mignon, 400 gram New York cut T-bone, or a huge 500 gram grain-fed rump, all for just $23.95. It's better at the Southern. We're now heading out to the Southern Hotel. Shane Mogg's back. How are you? Good, mate. Yourself? Yeah, where are you? Mate, I'm sitting outside. I did the beer line today, so I thought I'd come in and uh, just test them. <laughs> <That's laughs> and I tell you what, everything under, everything under control, then. Clean beer. Yeah, no, it's good, mate. Things are going well here at the Southern. Obviously, people have adapted to the new sitting down uh, laws in place by uh, Queensland Health, and um, look, everyone's still having a good time. We're still rocking the live music and all the sports. So, obviously, UFC this Sunday and next Sunday. Got the Tim Zoo and. Uh, Horn fight coming up, so plenty of exciting things happening. Awesome, so plenty happening on the big screen there. That's why it is the home for live sports. So this weekend, all the footy, all everything as well on the big screens. If people want to come out and get a bit of bit of atmosphere at sport, yeah, mate, yeah, certainly. We've got the got the big sound system going, and it's a couple of good games this weekend too. So a few I've had to toss a coin for to try and pick the winner. I know that the Penrith Raiders game is going to be. A- Tough one, so uh, looking forward to seeing that. And uh, I think the uh, Newcastle game will be another close one. Yeah, we look forward to those. Now, speaking of local sport, so last week on the big screens you had the O'Callaghan Cup, so Grammar Downlands, of course, we know. A little bit different this year. How did that go? 
Mate, it went really well. Um, <clears throat> we got a, got a fairly good crowd in for it. Uh, unfortunately, we were sort of a fairly pro-Downlands crowd, so it wasn't a well, it wasn't a real good result for most of the pub. But, uh, look, mate, it, it was well-received. I know a few other venues in town did it and got some crowds too. So, you know, it's good to see that, um, you know, local people getting behind local sports in different ways throughout the COVID, uh, the COVID transition into uh, getting spectators back. Yeah, and I thought it was fantastic to see local venues like yourselves showing a local game that people couldn't go to. So it's, uh, it's, it's it was yeah, it was really, really good. Now, if people want to come out for a feed this weekend. The chefs have cooking up all sorts of things at the southern and different parts of the restaurant. What can you recommend for us this week? What should we come in and try? I tell you, I tell you what, mate. I uh, I had the lamb pappardelle pasta for lunch today, and if you want a nice warm dish over a cold, hopefully uh, wet weekend with the rain coming. Uh, the Lamb Papadelli Pass to get around that. That is fantastic. Right. So we'll pop out and um, try that over the weekend. Moggy, as always, appreciate your time. Have a good time this weekend at the Southern. Cheers. And uh, have a quick look at our Sandown Race 5, Dog 5. I got a message for that one this morning tonight. So we'll see you next time. On the dogs. Jeez, <laughs> oh, you're not bad, mate. mate. I was as surprised as you were when I got a, when I said that, but I got a message this morning saying that it might go all right over the distance race, so we'll see. Sandown rate. When's that? Tonight? Tonight. It's <laughs> for the weekend. You're beauty. They get us a bit for the weekend. Sandown rate. Right. Right. We'll, we'll keep an eye on it. Thanks for joining us. Have a good one, boys. See you, mate. joining us there. So that's his uh, take on what's happening out there at the Southern Hotel. Sandown. We're on the dishes. Mm. Southern Hotel shot clock. Plenty of reasons to head out to the Southern Hotel. And I said it was great last weekend with uh, with the local footy on the screen. We know they could only have a limited crowd up there. So to have it featured in some of the pubs and clubs like the Southern Hotel is fantastic. Southern Hotel shot clock. Boys, topic I want to talk about this week and on the shot clock. Cameron Smith, interesting situation playing marvellous again at the moment. He's missing a few games at the moment now due to injury, which has also been rare. So the situation they've got at Melbourne, obviously you've got Smith, who's storeboard of the game, going great guns, et cetera, et cetera. Harry Grant, as we know, is on loan to the West Tigers. So if Smith goes around next year, Grant can play again for them. And then they've also got Brandon Smith in the wings as well, who's a first-grade hook. So they've got three pretty quality first-grade hookers there, one that's right near, the uh, obviously, the end of his career and two that are just starting we don't know what Cameron Smith's going to do. He hasn't announced yet what he what his intentions are for uh, for next season. The only thing he sort of said was that he'd make his decision in a few weeks. That was a few weeks ago, so nothing at the moment. So it's an interesting situation. What do you do if you're Melbourne? How is this situation affecting them long term? What do you do with with Cameron? There was even the, there was even talk, Bubs. You know, from you know the Broncos, they were talking about Brisbane trying to poach him for a year and things like that, and that would help solve the dilemma for Melbourne. So what do you do with – what do you do? What, what, how's do you it play Melbourne should, what do you think Melbourne should do? Mm. Well, they let Cameron play for as long as he wants, I suppose. Yeah, um, so what's it do to the other guys? Did you lose, do you lose one of those guys in the interim? Oh, you've got to, you've got to try and manipulate their positions a bit, I suppose, and get them in, haven't you? Like mm. Harry Grant, he's, he's too good not to be playing. The other bloke, Smith, Brandon Smith, you can play him as a lock these days, the way the game's played. Um, he can play that lock position, but, uh, you know, you can even get Smith playing a bit of, in the halves. You seen him play the halves a couple of weeks ago? But the Did problem is job. with that. The only thing I'll say on that, that's that, I think that's what they sort of tried. Remember they tried that a few weeks ago, and in the end, 
He's just so he like he he's so good at hooker. He just controls everything from hooker. He's got a he's got a yeah. plan on. I, I don't think it'll make any difference because I think he'll retire this year. Yeah, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know. I just got a feeling. I think he'll go this year. Gone. Well, problem solved. We've got to see him finish on the way he is too. Like you don't want to see him like be like a Thurston who's such a good player and he went that one year too long. Um. And he should have retired. It'd be good to see him finish on top, like he is. Like he's, as you said before, he's playing as good as he's ever played. Um, it's good to see those blokes not go on the downhill slide, go while they're on top. So, yeah, I, I think he'll go. I think he'll go this year. There you go. All right. Yep. Steve, mm, I'll probably lean towards the same. I think he'd probably retire, and I reckon he, whatever he's going to do, I reckon the storm know now. Um, yeah, and that's the other interesting. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, in house they'd know he would have, he would have let them know. Well, they'd know which way he's leaning. If he if he's seventy percent retired, thirty playing on, they'd, they'd know exactly where he sits. Um, they've got that relationship with him and, and Bellamy, where they just let them know how it is without anyone leaking it out there. So, um, in terms of sort of what they've got coming through, like they did it pretty smart. Like Harry Grant, they've obviously had a succession plan in, in place there, where they've said, right, well we. Give you a loan and getting some NRL experience instead of running around. As it turns out, he would have been playing any footy, but to get him out there, get him some NRL experience, and like he's already established himself as a, as going to be a uh, an elite hooker within the game. So they've done it pretty smart, I think. And and well, I don't know what is he thirty seven? He's so much as me thirty seven, thirty eight. I couldn't imagine running around. <laughs> Can't imagine running the around. DDBL. Let alone an NRL uh, an, an NRL game, so and dominating like, in that, like the bloke is he's an absolute phenomenon on the field. Like what he does, and he's just he's that smart. Just understand, he's three steps ahead of the game, sort of where he needs to be, and he's incredible. And I know there's a few uh, that have been out there that's. He's now right in that mix for the greatest player to ever play the game, and and he has to be looking at stats. Wise and longevity, and just that, that full package may not be the flashiest guy getting out there, but in terms of getting it done, he, he, he really is incredible. Um, I think it might be his last year, especially if they give it a good shake. Which at the yeah. moment, they're definitely there's, there's three teams, I think, which are, um, well, maybe four if you throw in para that are, that are like they've got it between them, they've got it bundled up, so they're going to be there and, and have an opportunity to give him that send off. And if he gets that, mm-hmm. I'd say that. Curtains for sure. Who's the four? Who's the four? Penrith Roosters, Para, and Melbourne. 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 Yeah, isn't it? Isn't it amazing how his body's held up? Well, the amount of games mm-hmm. he's played. I know, as, as you, you said, Steve, he's smart. Like he he injects himself in the game, in and out of games so well. But to play that many games, you can. I remember him getting a little ankle injury a couple of years ago. He's out for about two or three weeks. I don't remember him getting injured other than that. Hmm. Now they looked. They, they talked about play? the amount of games that he's missed the other day. I saw a stat on it. It was something ridiculous. So, as you said, it's not just the accolades and what he's done. It's the longevity that he's had in the game, and he's playing in a very physical position. I know anywhere you're playing rugby league, so it's such a physical game. But out of dummy half, the amount of tackles he makes. But it was actually interesting. I was listening to something Paul Gallon said the other day, and he sort of spoke about how how he's. Sort of like what Steve said before about how smart he is, meaning that he only runs or runs a lot in big games. He, he's not a guy that puts 
everything into every tackle. So you, he'll, he won't miss tackles, but he, it's not like he just knows how to preserve so, himself. Like you know, he kicks goals as well. Like look at some of those other guys that that you've got out there that are playing in different positions, and it's it might be a good comparison. But look at like a Tom Travojevic. Like he's just always injured. Matt Moylan, like they're forever doing hamstrings and things like this. What, what do they do different to him? The old, the old, the old story: the the old ball and the young ball. Mm. <laughs> but I mean, even when he was younger, he wasn't injured. Like, yeah, exactly. But I don't know, just that um, that attitude. We'll just sprint down there and grab one and give it a go. Or we'll, how about we just wander down there and we'll do them all? Sort of take it at eighty percent, and yeah. it, cons- it concerns his energy so well, doesn't he? Especially mm-hmm. these days. Like, but mind you, back in the day, he was making. 40, 50 tackles every week. He doesn't do, do that these days, oh, yeah. but he did it for 10 or 15 years. Mm. And, and as I said, like, you know, kicking, kicking in general play, kicking goals, like all of those sort of little things that obviously just a, you know, Talking nice to the referees. He's the best I've seen that. He is the best at talking. Him and Wally Lewis, I think, are the best two I've ever seen at manipulate referees. He's an absolute genius at it. Referees don't even realise what he's doing. He, he he is so good. And you can see the, the commentator see what he's doing and the other team sees what he's doing. The referees haven't got a clue. Like he just, yeah, so what's his future? Say, so you both are saying he retires this year. What, what's 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 the future? Hope? Is he a coach? You might get the job at the Cowboys. You'd want him as your football manager, wouldn't you? Melbourne, you, you'd want Melbourne and want him as their football manager, for mm. sure. Mm. So, He'd have to be but who knows? He's got family back in Brisbane too. Mm. So, so if you're the Broncos and you had the chance to pay him one point whatever million for one year, would you? Yep. Even though you're only going to get one year. Yep. Pay one point <laughs> one for half a season, maybe. I don't think solve their issues. <laughs> no, but if you yeah. can get him in for a season and then get him into a you know like a football management role, uh, mm. it'd be a smart move because he you know he, he's just going to attract players and. He can bring that right culture to the to the club with what he's done mm. with Melbourne over the last fifteen odd years. So I just I just think it'll be interesting just to you know as, as I said if he plays on like and the other the other likely scenario is if they lose one of them do they lose say a Brandon Smith say to the West Tigers and they sort of talked about the link there because um, Smith obviously plays for the Kiwis he was a Kiwi hooker like Brandon Smith I'm talking about was the Kiwi hooker last year Maguire's the Kiwi coach there's a bit of a link there obviously and you know is if he you know, again, Harry Grant's an 80-minute hooker. Smith, I know what you mean, is versatile, Brandon, but I'm sure he probably, if you'd say most effective, he wants to play nine. Uh, Cameron Smith, as I said, yeah, you, you could play him. You could play him anywhere. You could play him halfback, you could play him whatever position, he'd be effective. But I think we saw, I forget which game it was now, was when he wasn't in the game he was playing halfback and, and Brandon Smith was playing nine and everything was going all right. But then as soon as they switched him to dummy half, Everything if you've got changed. the best hooker in the game, you don't play him at halfback. Exactly. That's my point. That's what I mean. So they're not yeah. going to re-sign him. He's not going to run around again next year and play seven. No. No. You know, he'll, be so, running, he'll be running he'll, around the Bahamas he'll, next year. What do you reckon he'll do? Hey? What do you reckon he'll do? I've no idea. I reckon he'll play on, actually. Mm. I reckon he'll play on. Like, Or what do you do? If you win the comp, do you say that'll do? Oh, you nearly would, wouldn't you? Like, I mean, look, look, his, I know there's, I know there's the innuendo and rumor of why all of a sudden, just overnight, he canned Origin. 
Did he just know? Like he might do the same. Like is he with all of this? I'll make my mind up in a couple of weeks. Like surely, like for what he's done in the game and for Melbourne, you you you, you have to just go. Oh, whenever you, as you said, Stevie, they've probably got an inkling already. Better just be whenever you ready. So be it. Tell us in out. We'll work the rest out later. Yeah. You probably earned that position. How many games he played now? Four hundred one. I don't, know, I don't think it'll be a record that'll be beaten, will it? Can he get 450? If he plays next year, you get 450? Probably. But how about when Lock, when Lockyer played 350 something, everyone said, geez, you're doing well to break that record. He's yeah. going to beat it by that's, that's, that's what I mean. Like, how how can, how, how, look, look, what, he, what he's able to do, how can you say, on well, you can't on form say, oh, you probably should give it away. Mm. Like, he's playing. Like he's not, he's just playing outstanding year in, year out. All those, every all year. those great players leave on their own terms, but don't mm. they? Just, yeah, true. Uh, you know, they play it all when they want to finish up. Yeah. Um, and he's put, as Steve said before, he's probably, if not the greatest, he's in the top one or top three, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, he's done his time. He's, he's whenever he decides to pull them up, but it's been, Pretty incredible ride, and, and if he was available, obviously he'd still be he'd still be first bloke pick for Queensland Australia, wouldn't he? Mm-hmm. There's there's one for you. Who who would Queensland pick as their hooker this year? Would Harry Grant Hunt be last smoky? year? Yeah, ben Hunt last year. Would Harry Grant be a smoky to get the get a cracker? Or? Have to be. What do you reckon? He's leading the Dally M still, is he? Well, if he's not leading it, he's in the top. I think he was the other few. day. He's leading. Yeah. What other options is there? Well, What's as I said, ben Hunt, Roosters? ben Hunt was there last year and did really well, actually. Ben Hunt was there, but he, Friend would have played if he was available, I would have thought. Yeah, Friend, got you've got Reid Marnie, you've got Jake Turpin. Mm. McCulloch obviously won't be there. Probably out of two, isn't done. it? He's been done for a while. Mm. But Ben Hunt did this. I reckon they'll pick Ben Hunt. He did the job last year and did it well. Mm. He's finally so, found his spot. Yeah, but he's playing. Yeah, playing six this weekend. Yeah. Is he? <laughs> yeah. Tonight, McInnes is, is back to nine, and they got rid of Corey Norman, and Ben Hunt's playing six. Oh god, the young halfback's back. But anyway, I don't know. We'll see what happens. So, look, what am I doing the show now? In lieu of time, we might go straight into our Hogan's family jewelers, rocks and diamonds. So. Just skip straight through power on here. Hogan's Family Jewelers, Rocks and Diamonds. Big thanks to Lockie Hogan and the team from Hogan's Family Jewelers. Ran into Lockie Hogan and his dad actually a little while ago. So um, if you need any of your jewellery needs, just pop in and see the team there. Um, they will most certainly look after you in that regard. Rocks and Diamonds, best and worsts of the week. Troy, do you want to kick us off with the Rock of the Week? Rock of the Week. Yeah, my rock of the weeks, uh, Usain Bolt. He's come out during the week and said he didn't get a fair chance at the Central Coast Mariners. <laughs> he's got to be kidding himself, Usain, hasn't he? Like, what, have they got to give? Do they have to give a bloke a go that's got two left feet? Like, really? He, you're a runner, mate. You're not a you're not a ball, football player, soccer player. Um, he was he was pretty ordinary and. In his bit of a troll that he got, and to say he didn't get a fair chance, or he, he got a fair crack at it, again, give him a, a fair bit of time to come through the system, give him a few troll games and whatnot. Um, yeah, you're a runner, mate. Stick stick to running very fast. 
You could probably argue that he got more of a go than he deserved because he's Usain Bolt and obviously it was a fantastic publicity tool. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, to say he didn't get a crack is a bit ordinary order thought. So, yeah, Usain, he can be my rock of the week. Might get another chance somewhere else. Steve, what are you running with? What's your what are you running with? What are you running with? That's what, what I'm I'm running with. Oh, you like, yeah. huh? Go to me. Yeah. I'm just very <laughs> interested to hear what you're running with. I've got something <laughs> that you deserves hey? to run last. You've been anticipating this and waiting all along to see what I'd come up with. Now, mine's pretty boring, but I find it quite interesting that, this, of course, this week we've got the return of the uh, the derby in terms of the hatred coaches, Seabold and Bennett. And just, the, like, you know, I know it's all probably for, well, maybe it's not for show, but just the, like, have you seen some of the stories in the lead-up to it and talking about Wayne sabotaged this and he spoke to Damien Cook and then Seabold, when he was the coach, was organised, rang up and tried to change their, you know, training camps, this and that, just the, the, the crap that's gone on about the coaching. Then Wayne adds another layer to it. He mightn't even get here, actually, because he's breached the COVID rules by going out to dinner with his partner somewhere or another that was outside of the wherever they are, you know, wherever they can go. So he might not even actually get to the game in the end now as a result of that. But I just kind of find the whole saga, like it just keeps getting dragged up over and over again. I know it was quite an ugly and a, and a, and a bitter split, but, I mean, you've got two clubs of players there and that that are running around that are pretty desperate to win. The Broncos, for obvious reasons, just to, for their own pride and to get things going. you got Fafita back this week. And and then Souths, obviously, they're just fighting to make the finals. And all we're talking about is Seabold versus, versus Wayne and, and all the saga that that sort of that, that came with it. And I just sort of, yeah, no, it was a bit much for me. I just thought it was all. Anyway, good luck to them. But, um, but yeah, I suppose it's a headline that we're going to get brought up every single time Brisbane plays Souths or Seabold, wherever he ends up coaching next or if he ends up coaching anywhere next and Wayne, anytime that they come up against each other. And also, did you see it brought up the uh, the bitter feud, whatever they said? Like when you talk about fallouts and the and the the element that's occurred from this, you've got. Um, I don't know if you guys saw it as well. The other addition to it was you got Darren Lockyer, champion player. Obviously, Wayne Bennett was was obviously his coach for such a long period of time. Um, now, obviously, you see Lockyer that's on a part of the board, and then you hear that they don't even speak anymore. So, you know, the successful tenure they had as player and coach at a lot of levels for a long, long period of time. And uh, and they don't even speak. So I just think I made that the rock of the week. Just the fallout that's occurred as a result of the Wayne Bennett uh, split with uh, with the Broncos and and just where it's probably ended up taking it and and how it sort of dominated headlines as opposed to the footy. There you go. Gave you enough time, Steve. Yeah, yeah, no, I did. that was good. I'd actually had this one build up for a while. But, uh, <laughs> and, and you did mention it there with Wayne and the possibility of not being able to come up here too. So, like, Dragons forward, Paul Vaughan, he, he's in self-isolation now for two weeks, so he can't play, can't do anything. And because of those COVID breaches that they're doing, and just like the NRL, the players in general, like, with all the, the situation that's heightening up again down south, like, they've just... Like they're they're a privilege to be able to do what they do, travel around and making their income uh, at at a point in time when it, there's a lot of people that are battling, especially down in New South Wales and Victoria. And these blokes just go out and blatantly breach it. Paul um, mm. Vaughan went out for a feed at uh, at a hotel in Illawarra, 
Um, <laughs> so he, he's unable to to go and travel with the team, and now he's self isolating. Like that's it's not only putting his own future there. Well, he's got two weeks to it off, but someone in the NRL caught, catches it, or someone within within any any professional like the AFL, the soccer, or whatever, cop it and, it and it runs through. That's it. She's shut down. She's game over. Ruins it for everybody, and not just the, the, the players there. It's all the fans that have finally got something to to, to go with. It um, basically basically stuffs it for everyone. So yeah, like for the little, and I know they're in the spotlight and they get all that, but they get compensated well for that. But for the sake of going out for breakfast and that sort of thing, <laughs> like surely you've got to pull your head in a little bit there, Paul Horn, and uh, and stick to, to to what you have to do. It might be tough measures, but. That's the way it is. So um, yeah, I agree with you. Isn't it? Isn't it amazing? As you said, the, again, like with the ripple effect, the ramifications that that could could have. As you said, it's not yeah. just you thought, what people are dying as a result of this, and all sorts of things that are happening. Yeah. I think because I think we were pretty lucky. Like initially, they jumped on it, and, and Australia didn't get that heavy hit. But now it's starting to see people are well daily. There's nearly double figures dying down there. Like it's it's serious, and we were probably a bit lax because. We didn't cop it like the rest of the world had to, at that certain at that, that first mm. point. But yeah, she's pretty pretty serious stuff, I suppose. Stupidity comes mm. down to this for all of that. Just, yeah, wake up to yourself. Well done, Diamond of the week, best of the best. What do you, Troy? What do you got for us? What's your Hogan's family jewelers doing um, week this week? NBA is back. The second one for the week. NBA exactly, Steve. Good observation. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, the NBA's back, and um, the other day, Devin Booker, mm. Devin Booker's his game winner against uh, the Clippers, the turnaround, the yeah, wasn't it? The turnaround spin fadeaway on the buzzer over Kawhi, and who else was there? Several. There's a couple of blokes hand yeah. in the face. Yeah, it was just um, a great shot, and good to see NBA. Good, good to see the NBA back. Um, and Dem Booker putting up some good numbers again too. So, yeah, have you watched game much of it? Have you guys uh, watched much of the NBA? I haven't. I've just seen some highlights, pretty much. But yeah, yeah, it's it's actually interesting. I've just when I've had meetings at home or something, I've been able to watch a little bit. And I watched some today, and it actually I was thinking about this, pondering this thought, sort of. So, with the process they're going through at the moment, so. There's only a couple of teams that really have something to, to play for, so to speak. So the eighth seed in the West is obviously the biggest prize up for grabs at the moment. The East's done. It was always done before they even came in. So realistically, they're just playing trial games. So you, ha- you had the, the biggest losers out of this situation has been um, Memphis. So they were the eighth seed. They were holding the eighth seed. They've gone 0-4 since we've gone into the bubble. So they're in all sorts. So you've now got Portland. You've got... New Orleans, you've got San Antonio, you've, you've got all these teams snapping at their heels. But point of the way, I go back to I watched the Lakers play uh, Oklahoma City today. The Lakers have guaranteed number one seed. They've done their, their, you know, they're obviously just, I suppose, filling in time so you get to the playoffs. But they were woeful. LeBron was woeful. Dave, like they just, they got pumped. Like Chris Paul was. Unbelievable! Just put on a clinic for them today. It was actually pretty to watch. So, you know what I mean? Like, I just don't know where it sits in terms of those teams. They haven't got a lot to play for. Just sort of going through the motions or the different base when you get to playoffs. But I tell you, there's based on the couple of bits and pieces I've seen. It's pretty jealous not on with this tonight. But the Lakers, have, I, I, I was one again. I was 
pumping their tyres up saying they think they'd win it. They've got some serious issues, serious issues, because if you watch today, they LeBron and Davis are going to do what they're going to do, but they don't have – we know in this league you need a third option, a consistent third option. They were just terrible. They just had no one else that could do anything, and they just looked terrible. Look. And you can't be feeling time in this season. Like you need to get rolling at the back end to go into the playoffs mm. because it's been such a long break. You need to actually go in with a bit of momentum. You can't like in past years teams will coast the last you know ten games, get through to playoffs, and then ramp it up again. Where you've probably got to be ramping it up before playoffs now because of the layoff. So mm. yeah, mm. but they yeah they were poor today. So who's your team? Who's your who's your pick? Oh, I'm. I don't know. I, I'm. I'm half back on probably stealing G's thunder here. Look, Milwaukee looked pretty good, and again, they. I know we always talk about the softer side of the draw. They're still going to get the softer run through to if they can get through the East. Obviously, that's still got to do that. Philadelphia's fallen to pieces. Philly's fallen to pieces. Ben Simmons did his need today. They look. They're they're in trouble. Um, Boston's going well. They'll have to get through them, obviously. There's a couple of other teams in there also, but just, yeah. But the West's going to be pretty tough. Like the Clippers are still going to be somewhere thereabouts as well, but I think there's a few worrying signs for the Lakers. So, anyway, now because I, 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 Milwaukee. I never would have thought I'd say that, but I reckon Milwaukee can will win it. You've always been on that bandwagon, Steve. Yeah, not bad. I haven't had a clue since it started back up. I haven't yeah. looked at it when I was playing. So the bubble. I did see the um big animated screen they have with a bit of crowd and like down down that one side of the court. Mm. A few bucks involved in that, no doubt. But absolutely. And mm. if anyone would have seen on our page, I shared a video today to just share older Aussie Joe Ingalls. We all love him. He was awesome mm. today. He scored 25 points, um, about 15 or so in the fourth quarter. If you look on the semi-pros page, I shared a video of there again, typical Aussie Joe things that he does. He just sort of went and put his arms in the huddle of um, who they played today, whoever they played today. So he was in the huddle with them there while they're talking about obviously what they're going to do. He just walked up, put his arms around a couple of the players, and just joined in their huddle. It's well worth a look. So Aussie Joe doing Aussie Joe things. So, but anyway, so yeah, so your diamond was the um, the NBA. Booker. Devin Booker. Devin Booker's game winner. Yeah. And they're actually even, I think they're undefeated since in the bubble as well. So they're they're one of the other teams fighting for that eighth spot. So there's it I suppose from a promoter's point of view, that battle for the eighth spot, the NBA couldn't have asked for any more. But just some of the other games, like I said, it was it was like it was like watching a preseason game today. The Lakers and OKC. Like OKC even because they didn't have to, they just did what they had to do. Said Chris Paul just had it on a string and they just yeah, the Lakers never even looked in it, in it, to be honest. They'd get within 10 and whatever. As Joel said, the Bucks were the Clippers um, final. Yeah. Did you see the Bucks? The Bucks were the shortest price favourites in something like 20-odd years to lose. Yesterday, I think it was. They lost to the Nets. They were a dollar on one. They lost. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, so beat them. Yeah, so. But I'm with Mr. Seavey. Put up there, yeah, Bucks and Clippers final. I reckon that's who will be. So, but, you know, good. Um, Nomination there for Diamond of the Week. I'm I'm rolling with. Did anybody see this? This is a bit left field, obviously. I think that got a video of this here. So, um, this went viral. This is some real skill. Have a look at this, right? So she's got a glass of milk on her head. So this is five-time Olympic gold medalist Katie Ledecky. So 23-year-old swimmer. So she's. What's so she goes the length. 
cup of milk on her head here. It doesn't drop. does not make one the whole way. She's done five odd five Olympic medals, as I said, and things like that. So, But this this is obviously a career highlight here. So to be able to do this and get to uh, the end, so full swim lap of it, and then she gets to the end and has a swig of it as well. So making the most of the uh, ISO time, not been able to compete. So she's, uh, see, there you go. Look at that. Got through it. Didn't drop a bit. And away you go. Looks like Milo. Huh? Looks like it had a bit of Milo mixed into it too. Might have been, mate. Might have been, but she didn't mm. spill any. Mm. Give it a go. You should give it a go. Jump in the pool. Give it a go. Wouldn't want to do the lap to start with, let alone put a glass of milk on your head. Jeez. Why not just made to do that? Put a glass thinking, I might do well, a lap tomorrow with a glass of milk on my head. Apparently it's just, uh, yeah, it's a hashtag got milk challenge. Oh, a new challenge. You'll be yeah. doing it, Rachel James? No. So swims the length of the pool, balancing a cup of chocolate milk. There you go. So chocolate. Yeah. Got an eye. I've got, got, got a keen eye for a uh, bit of a flavoured milk. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. Anyway, Katie Ledeck is my Hogan's Swim the Jewelers Diamond of the Week. Uh, winners, 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 something, anything. Oh, Anyone got a winner this weekend? Mm. I don't think I can come up with one this weekend. I will, though, but tough going. Who's got a winner? Anywhere besides oh, the right. Sandown Dogs. <laughs> yeah, I've got one. I'm going to go uh, Doombin, race four, number five, Ferry Me Home, the Waller-trained horse, 550 at the moment. Open up at eights. People are snapping it up at the moment. Um, what's it done at the track? Two for a second. Distance seven for a win in the five places. So... Yeah, five fifty. I think there's a shorty in that. There's a two dollar favourite in there. Yeah, Rios is two dollars ten, but I'm gonna have a couple on ferry me home. Is, is Kenny Kenny Glover's hard to uh Kenny Glover's hard to he's hard he's hard to please. He said she didn't even do a tumble turn. Ken would have. <laughs> Ken Kenny would have for sure. <laughs> yeah, you try being his son. <laughs> 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 Tough gig, mate, eh? Oh. Nah, it's been pretty good. <laughs> you got a winner for us then? Or are you going to ask Kenny? Should ask Kenny, but... Uh, have a few. Be scratching there. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, Brisbane Race 5, number two, top prospect, Chris Lee's Aussie Bloodstock. Second last start, Barry 3, suck run, should win. Likes the wet if we get a bit there tomorrow, so... <laughs> We'll go with that. Right, I'll go. I'll stick in Melbourne as they've been in recent times. We'll go there. Niori Star. So it's race six. Keen on. Um, Jesus is a money sucker, this horse. But anyway, number two, Home of the Brave. Up the straight. Mm. Read an article today with James Cummings saying it's his best straight track horse, et cetera, and all that sort of stuff. And there's a few there resuming or first up and stuff. This this thing this thing is as well, obviously. But um, yeah, trial it up good. Flies. Up the straight. It was only just beaten in this race at a decent price. I don't know, a couple of years ago or last year or something. Voodoo lad rolled it right on the peg. So let it fly. Oliver on board, the old blue jacket straight to the front and hopefully keeps improving from there. So that's my uh, diamond. Oh, that's my um, hopefully my winner of the week there for Hogan's Family Jewelers. Righto, a um, couple of things. What's on this weekend? Bob's a bit indoor cricket happening. Yeah, yeah, the um... – 
the NICL boys are, are playing this weekend. They've, they've played, they've come out of COVID and they've had, I think they've had four games now. So they've uh, they've won three out of four. They're not looking too bad. They're, they're at home this weekend against the Victoria Point Vipers, 6.30 out there at the Spencer Street um, Stadium. So, yeah, if you can get out and um, and have a bit of a look, you've got some, some, some of the Queensland's best playing out there. So, yeah, the indoor Excellent. boys are, are back into it. Lyle Teske and his crew. Plenty of humour there from Kenny as well. Back roots boy midweek came second naturally. Have a look at the picture of Ken there. He's very clean shaven. Yeah, there he is. There he is. Look at him. Last time I saw him, he had this dodgy grey goatee or something, wasn't it, Steve? Mm. Yeah, still got the dodgy grey goatee, but yeah. Actually, speaking <laughs> of the profile pics, was Kent Reams wearing a lobster mask when he came up before? <laughs> Get <laughs> a bit further away from the fire king. Uh, lobster mask. <laughs> oh, look, anything else on this weekend worth uh, worthy mention? Actually, I will just chuck in a quick plug as well. The uh, the Saints semi pros basketball team got back to five hundred after a pretty ordinary start to the basketball season. Oh and two, two and two now. So flying, flying, coming good. Two and Shoot two. Shoot a few three balls, mate. You're on top of the ladder. Top of the. Top of the statistics? I don't think so. Uh, I wouldn't you should think put, so. A, you put a couple of links up on the page to the Glory League highlights so everybody can enjoy what is <laughs> <It's> <laughs> basketball. Yeah, exactly. You'd, you'd be – There's not. Much, you're right, Steve, actually. There's not much live sport on at the moment. Mm. Might be worth throwing up there. Mm. Maybe, they'll, maybe they'll rip that down on the uh, the big screen at the southern there for the local <laughs> 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 Wouldn't that be a delight? <laughs> <laughs> just showing all of the local fixtures, sort of the C grade, just playing yeah. right through to 10. That'd be, geez, that'd be good watching, wouldn't it? God. And it's actually, they did people a favour when they said they couldn't get a crowd to most of the games, to be honest. So it worked out <laughs> quite well. So, mm. but uh, actually, the, and the Mountaineers actually start their QSL mm. campaign this weekend. I'll tell you what. That is going to be some sort of competition. There's some red-hot teams getting around in that. Did you see the team list for Spartans the other day? Yeah. yeah. Mm. Wow. They're one of the capitals, I think. That, mate, that, that'll be, yeah, that'll be worth getting a lot. I don't know if you can do crowds. Are they doing crowds out there or, or not? But um, definitely some of those 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 teams that have got, they're nearly NBL-caliber rosters of youngsters coming through. So Absolutely, mate. It's, before we finish up, I'll just... Yeah, keep talking about that. I'll just look it up, but I'm sure I saw just on uh, Toowoomba Basketball, they were just sort of speaking about the game and that there are numbers allowed at it, but there are a limited number, so you had to... Yeah, yeah. Because they were playing at St Mary's Stadium? Yes. Mary's just looking it up. Club Burgoff Arena or out there at so St this, Mary's? Yeah, this Saturday, 5.30s, the Mountaineers were Sunshine Coast Phoenix. Okay, mm -hmm. so Saturday the 8th of August... Uh, Toowoomba Mountaineers begin the 2020 QSL season, so they host the Sunshine Coast Phoenix. So QSL 2, men tip off at 4, QSL women tip off at 6, and the QSL 1, men tip off at 8. Due to COVID restrictions, setting is limited, and you must book online to secure entry. So that's at St. Mary's. So you can jump onto the Toowoomba Basketball Facebook page if you want to go and support the Mountaineers. So Saturday night, or starting Saturday afternoon, 4, 6, and 8, Three teams going around in the QSL, so round one up against the Sunshine Coast Phoenix. So that's uh, that's all happening there. So you can get out and support the Mountaineers. So they kick off the QSL this weekend, and as Steve said, it really will be a competition worth going and seeing. There's some really, really talented players 
going around in the QSL this year, as we know, no QBL or NBL1, as it's called now this season. So plenty happening there. So you can get out and support the Nears that way. So that's happening uh, this weekend or Saturday night. Any other local sport that's happening, get out and support local sport. Great to see junior sport back up and running, of course, as well. So many different codes. Kids out running around and playing sport. Uh, we gave away our Rebel Sport Prize last week, so we've got another comp that will launch early next week. Um, really encourage people to nominate people for that because I'd love to, to get as many noms as we can there. So we're, we're going to do this on about those people who have uh, kept sports running um, and we know all of the amount of extra work that goes into sports and the volunteers as a result of COVID. So we want to try and reward some of those with uh, with some of our prizes from Rebel. So keep an eye out on the page for that as well. Righto, boys, it's been good. Um, next week, uh, we might see if we can get one of the key players or someone like that involved, obviously, the day before the draft. So we might see what we can dig up there. So pretty exciting. So I'll be on the eve of the draft, which is um, countdown for that is uh, obviously on the 14th. Thanks, boys. Beautiful. Good to talk to you. Excellent. See you all next week. Thanks for joining us on the Semi Pros. Adios, amigos. Just, just about doing, mate. Surely. There you go. That's outstanding. That much talent running around in our own backyard. Ladies and gentlemen, the semi-pros. The semi-pros. Ladies and gentlemen, you're the stole.